and blog site also an accompanying uh, Discord channel that's very popular. We are here to scratch your gaming itch, ranging from current day consoles all the way to games of the past on various consoles and platforms. And here to keep you company is Steve. Hello. And Paul. How's it going, everybody? And myself, Justin, who's doing the talking at the moment. And we are all certified gaming experts and borderline gaming hoarders. So uh, today we are going to hit off with some of the games we've been playing. We're going to jump into maybe a little talk on microtransactions because it's kind of been a hot debate of a recent game that I know Steve has been playing a lot of and Paul and myself have played a little bit of. So as we lead into that, why don't we start with, with Steve telling us what you've been playing? Oh, sure. So I haven't played anything <laughs> other than Lost Ark this past week. I'm full-blown addicted. Uh, it came at the perfect time because I'm in between jobs. Uh, I start my new job March 14th, and I took some vacation at the end of my current job. So I have some time off here, and this came out at the right time. So I have a lot of time to play outside of parenting responsibilities, which, yes, of course, takes up a lot of time, but still plenty of time at Fair. night, naps, stuff like that. I have been playing a lot, a lot of that game. There's a lot I could say about it. I'm still really enjoying it. I reached Endgame a couple days ago and have uh, been doing the grind. So, loving wow. it so far. We're definitely going to have to talk about it because I, I was going to say you logged in a significant amount of time and the fact that you got to Endgame, I guess that's good because now you can tell us is it worth it to get to Endgame? Yes, I believe it's worth it to get to Endgame. If you focus only on the main quest, which I did not at first, I eventually did, but if you were to do that, which is the recommended most efficient way, although you should play to however brings you joy, of course. Yeah. If you were only to focus on the main quest, you're looking at maybe like 15 hours, which isn't absurd compared to oh. most MMOs, so it's possible to get there in a timely fashion compared to other games in the genre. And yes, I do believe it's worth it. I'm really enjoying it. I for the I guess we should have prefaced it with it's it's a isometric RPG MMO that just came out and it's very much in line with people that enjoy playing games like Diablo um, as far as the game style is and then it's got a lot, you know, heavy RPG elements. I would say there's a lot of storytelling in it for me so far. Uh, which is more than I expected, which is good, because I think it adds a little character to the world that, you know, as opposed to other games that kind of gloss over it. So I guess that's all you've been playing. I'll just jump in and I'll, I kind of want to riff off your Lost Ark because I played uh, a bit of that, but and then I'll talk about one other game I just wanted to mention briefly. But uh, so I started playing it. I've put in under 10 hours, I think, at this point. Definitely, you know, not not a whole lot of time. Uh, so I went through the whole tutorial really slow. I've been kind of exploring and understanding the, the ecosystem of the game, uh, which will come in here with our microtransactions because there's, there's a lot of currencies in the game because it is free to play. And then we'll, we'll have the debate if it's, you know, pay to win or, or not. But um, I, the, the things I like about it so far, I like the storytelling. I like the combat. The one minor gripe I think I have is when you start the game, you have your 
not all of your abilities, but I'll say a lot at your disposal as opposed to like Diablo, which kind of trickles them out. Like they'll give you one or two at a time. So to me at the beginning state, it doesn't really matter what you're using to just mow down enemies. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to realize like what my buffs are and what, you know, different abilities do. So I feel that the combat's more engaging and really interesting. But at the beginning, it came off as kind of bland just because I would just spam whatever that was in my hotkey that was you know timed down so or a time with a uh the cooldown timer but i i mean St steve i was going to ask you like as you get going do you find the combat still engaging when you get higher or are you just spamming attacks it gets more engaging it gets mm. more engaging as you go the game gets more difficult as you go and especially the end game bosses like in abyssal dungeons nice. and guardian raids uh, which i've recently started the mechanics of those bosses are like a must-know and coordination between team members is a requirement. Oh, like nice. 100%. So we got you have to coordinate. We so. got elements of the best raid experience or multiplayer cooperative experience that I've ever had has been on the Destiny 2, where you had to coordinate your efforts to such a degree it it felt like an accomplishment. You didn't just spam a boss. You had to. You know, there was a certain area you had to get through or you had to attack them a certain way. So I, I love that aspect. So I'm looking forward to that then. 100% cool. that nice. exists in Well, that's Lost Destiny Art for you too, high as level. well. De yeah. So the, uh, so the one other game, and then uh, Paul, I'll, I'll let you talk. I don't want to cut you off. But the other game I wanted to really call out this week, and it's available pretty much on every platform, is this series called Overcooked. And there's Overcooked 1, Overcooked 2... And then there's like a complete edition of some sort that's on the Xbox. But I had a buddy over, we were doing couch co-op, and I completely like just forgot about that game because <laughs> it's 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 a couch co-op only. Like you have to be in the same room yelling at each other, playing the game. And the the way the game is, it's overhead perspective. You're a little character, you literally have two buttons, uh, and you grab different food ingredients as a menu scrolling across the top and you have to work together to create the food items and dish them out as fast as you can while the map is also shifting as it gets more difficult. So there's a lot of yelling of, I need one tomato or two pieces of lettuce or bread and buns. It's a very fun couch co-op and there's a lot of progression and you can always get better. But I, I have to call out to that. If you ever see those on sale or honestly, it's worth full price if you have some friends over because I think it's up to four. I was playing it on the Switch and you can play with your split uh, Joy-Cons too. So you don't need four full controllers. Highly, highly recommend Coach Co-op Experience. So, or Couch Co-op Experience. Yeah, I agree. I played the first one mm -hmm. with a group of four and we got pretty far into it. It was a ton of fun. I still have to explore the second one, but I'm sure Yes. I'm sure, yeah, it's funny because I've only played the first one. I don't know how much I got through. So I play with my brother who maybe he'll be on the podcast at some point. He takes it a little too serious. So when I play with him, it's a very tense overcooked sessions. Uh, we have to get three stars before we can proceed. <laughs> That's how we did it too. So, yeah, oh, it was, uh, oh. It was a pretty interesting. Justin, so, you introduced me that, to that game at MGC. And it is a chaotic game. And I love the series. It it's an amazing <laughs> game. <laughs> that is a fun I remember one. So uh, what it... our, our loud rants at 2 o'clock in the morning playing Overcooked the one time at NGC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you don't fall asleep easy when you're playing co-op oh, on no. that game. That's, no, 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 no. Yeah. 
if you fall I was asleep, amped. you're going to get controller yeah. thrown at you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and you could tell. So, Paul, what have you been what have you been up to? So, as your... both of you have been doing, I've been playing Lost Ark as well. Um, to comment on your comment about um, getting a bunch of the abilities at the beginning, I believe that's more yeah. dependent on what class you are because I'm what is it? A gunner, a dead eye gunner, gunslinger, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. and they have, they just switch between different weapons. So your first weapons, your pistols, you got a bunch, but then you have a long gun and another gun and you only got like two out of the whole six or seven that you can get for that. So those you're getting very progressed very slowly in my oh, class that I'm doing. Okay. I think yeah, just last for my night, class for my class, which is the berserker warrior class, I think I had maybe like half the abilities to start with, something like that, and more slowly trickled in too. So yeah, see, my I class thought it was a good balance personally, but yeah, my class it doesn't have that opinion. um, what whatever it's called when you hit the Z, like your supreme mode or whatever your inability mode or whatever yeah. that yeah. my class doesn't have that it's just to switch between the different types of weapons oh, oh. i didn't know that so, that's interesting yeah. so you that have three that you can switch between and like the first when you first started out you only had two abilities on the two other weapons and this is the gunslinger uh yeah the dead eye uh oh dead eye right. well dead eye and gunslinger okay. are about the same they they both have that that um option i see um oh, cool but other than that Diving back into Rainbow Six this last week, uh, the forest oh, yeah. and everything. And, I mean, Steve, you and I talked about this a little. And I'm sure we'll talk about it later on. But with Lost Ark, those damn seeds, man. Those damn seeds. <laughs> trying to find them. It's like a mission now. And as you put it, you put it perfectly like the Breath of the Wild uh, seeds. I forget what exactly the little, they were called. The little guys with the maracas? Yes. Yeah, I forget the yeah. name of the seeds in yeah. Breath of the Wild, too, but that was actually my wife that pointed it out, and it's spot on. Don't waste too much time with those seeds, Paul. That's a, that's a Oh, no, no, it's, it's not that I'm wasting too move, much time. But... It's like when I'm going through a dungeon, I'm just dragging around the outside trying to see if it, my mouse highlights something or whatever, or there's hidden yeah. doors or something. It's fun. It's rewarding when you find one, especially the very hidden ones. I enjoy the mechanic. Yes. That's and there, there are a lot more things in that game later on that are similar to Makoko Seeds. It's not just Makoko Seeds. Mm -hmm. This is a game that, once you think you have it figured out, an entire new system reveals itself that is just as deep as the yeah. last. So, it just keeps going. There's um, the one thing I noticed that I didn't understand right away is the tomes, those are just collectibles. Right? They're not. Um, well, they're not. Are you talking about the adventure tome, or are you talking about the engraving books? Uh, the the actual tomes, uh, not far as engravings. Okay. Yet. Not so the, the adventure tome. The yeah. Adventure tome. So the rewards that you get from filling out the adventure tome are actually useful rewards. Oh, all right. Fair. Because yeah. yeah, I know I was trying to figure out what because obviously they throw all those different collectible things, and I was like, well, which one's most useful? So interesting. All right. D um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I will. Jury's out for me with Lost Ark. I'm still a little. I'm not. I'm enjoying it, but uh, yeah, definitely I, enjoying I put it. Some more time um, in. Yeah. but it's not like your typical. When people think MMO, it's not your typical. MMO. No. Um, as I discussed with 
in our chat. Mm-hmm. It's the, the the zones and the quests are very linear. It's not a lot of at least from what I've experienced. It's not you got to run he, go here and then run that hour this way to turn in this quest like a lot of, like your World of Warcrafts and stuff like that. It's yeah, it's more streamlined. And it, and it, it does. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Finish. Your I, thought. I was going to say it was. It's very streamlined, and they did aim to do that. Um, however, the quest chain and the amount of quest and the amount of land, I think, is very MMO, but it is more streamlined yes. than say WoW Classic. Yes, definitely. From what I've been experiencing, it, it reminds me a lot of Guild Wars, the one that I brought up before, because it has the instances and the dungeons. Uh, it has a striking similarity to it. Even the UI looks... Uh, I mean, I know those UIs don't get too different from one another for those RPGs or MMOs, but it's very similar. But it does run really well, yeah. I have to say. I know it's not you know, the best-looking game in the world, but it looks pretty good. Yeah, going say. off what you just said, yeah. I think if Guild Wars would be like the middle ground between the two, of, an, mm-hmm. uh, of like a WoW and then Lost Ark, Guild Wars is like a middle ground. Yeah, and then on the far end of the spectrum, you have games like Path of Exile, which are just much more action RPGs oh, than yeah. they are. Uh, MMOs. The MMO, yes. yeah. For me and everybody's different. I'm finding Lost Ark to be a good balance between these all. all yes, these so far, yes. I've been really yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, there's one thing I know we don't want to ignore uh, that we can talk a little bit about is the Nintendo Direct. Uh, I so which I was going to ask you guys because I think I I have an answer on what what were the biggest things that came out of that that you're excited about or skeptical of? Yeah, it's hard to remember everything that came out. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. There were so many things that were announced. The thing that I remember the most though is Wii Sports making a comeback, which I think is yeah. so cool. Finally, talking, I you would, yeah you would have thought they would have cranked that out like pretty soon because it uses the joy cons you know exactly yeah and it's i'm kind of shocked i thought that series was dead in the water but i love wii sports i you're talking to somebody that's played wii sports on the wii within the past six months yeah uh and it's just a blast so i think that's super cool i'm very interested to see how it plays out on the switch I mean, that's the only reason my i keep my sensor bar out and my wii as turn on wii sports yeah, so that's one. But, I, there are a few I was excited about, but uh, we could do a... So first out of the gate, I'm excited for Splatoon 3. I think that's a no-brainer. If it follows the same uh, formula as the previous two, I think it'll be good. But the one that I was excited about, but then I was quickly reminded why I shouldn't be, was Mario Strikers, which was a, a straight banger on the Wii. Like, that game is killer. Like, just a great, fun game. Couch play is awesome. And... I got really excited, and then I remembered Mario Golf, and what a bummer that game is compared to its predecessor on the You know, I never played Mario Golf because of your strong distaste. Your your distaste was so strong that I was like, I'm not wasting my time. (laughs) I trust your opinion. I mean, uh, I wouldn't... It's funny. I mean, it's it's one of those where, like, if you have any interest in Mario Golf, you should go hunt down that GameCube version or the 3DS version. Like, I played my... Bro- I think I, I told you guys this not in our episode, but my brother and I, when it was released on the on the Switch, pre-ordered it, super excited. I was like, they can't screw this up as long as they keep it the same. 
and there was just these very quality of life things that they just left off the table. It seemed like it was rushed out the door. And we immediately, my brother and I are like, maybe we just have a bad memory because we haven't played it in probably a couple of years. So we popped it into the GameCube. We ended up playing that all night. And then we came back to the Switch and we just poked all these holes and everything that was missing from, you know, just like ball control and options through to just the multiplayer like variability but they had elements of things that were neat like the everyone playing at the same time the online tournament idea that you know wasn't fully flushed out at the time i don't actually don't even know where it's at today but it was such a disappointment i was like crap are they going to do the same thing with strikers so that is a no for me until i can see some extensive reviews of of you know from the from the youtube scene like it's not going to be an ign review that's going to sell me it's going to be i'm going to go hunt down a bunch of people like us who are playing it and they give their opinions because that was the one where i saw and i kind of cringed a little but yeah there's i other than that i was going to say direct was loaded with a lot of remakes which is good um but it also reassured us i think with the splatoon 3 release though i will say this much i think nintendo is really putting their their best foot forward on the switch and it doesn't look like a new console is coming anytime soon i mean i feel completely okay i i am uh, i am i am like i'm fine i am i'm good for the next five keep yeah i was like give me another five years of the switch i'll be happy because i that was the thing that came out of the direct like in the back of my head when i saw the release of the direct because sometimes i don't pay attention when they're doing it in the back of my head, I was like, oh, man, I bet they're gaming it. You know, they're getting ready for the end of life cycle. And then the, I mean, it seems like they're releasing these sequels that should be on the next iteration, right? And I'm yeah. like, this is not happening. Yeah. And then also, don't give me, like, I think the LE, the o, the OLED version of the Switch was a nice little, little upgrade for portable use. But I love the fact that they're like, we're using the same hardware. We're not going to screw it up. Not, I, I shouldn't say PlayStation and Sony screwed it up, but like they don't muddy the waters with like, if you have a pro version versus an S version and you get this visual fidelity and all that other crap, like just give me that one platform. They've proven that you can port games, make them, you know, gameplay. Just focus on that gameplay. Like give me that. So the Nintendo way. Yeah, right? Yeah. Way. Yeah, like yeah. With, with the OLED announcement that I forget mm-hmm. when it even came out, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a nicer screen and whatever. I mean, the biggest thing that I took out of it is the LAN port in the dock. Oh, the yeah, that's port. right. That's yeah. the major update oh, I that I saw that. that. that is an actual yeah. major update. So, it is. That's the major thing that I ta- took out of from that release. That's a major upgrade. All same hardware, but that is something that I think Integrated. the original Switch would have benefited from. Oh, well, I've got my dongle. I sold it when I sold my old my old Switch, but I had the dongle, and man, it made a difference. I mean, that was, you know, yeah. there, I mean, when I would download games, I'd just drop it in the dock, get them in no time. The dongle uh, didn't even work for me. I, I don't oh, know. I bought, no. I bought some, like, off. Oh, yeah, no. Thing. Didn't work. Yeah. You had to buy a specific, like, I had three yeah. LAN ones I had through work. I just acquired them. None of them worked. I had to buy a specific one that somebody, and I think I even had in that time period, I think I might have returned one. It was We talked a lot about how Nintendo is great, but there's a downside to Mm -hmm. Nintendo, and that's proprietary stuff in terms of you have to use first party or it won't work. For for example, SD cards. They they will fail on you if it's a Nintendo... licensed one it's like it's, it's yeah crazy. you might squeak by a little but you're not going to get no. the same amount as the proprietary yeah. stuff it's like yeah yeah 
Damn you, Nintendo. They have us. So another, um, another title that I'm excited about from that Nintendo Direct is the new Kirby game. Um, yes, I saw that. And... Looks great. And yes. talk about yeah. something that you'd expect, you know, to be at least mid-cycle, maybe not end-cycle, in the console's yeah. lifespan. Your, your Kirby, I think, would qualify for that. So yeah. I think it's oh. a 3D adventure Kirby game. Yeah, from awesome. looks of it, I think it is. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a mid yeah mid cycle type thing. Plus, aren't they? It's been confirmed. Is the Breath of the Wild sequel is also Switch? I believe so. Yeah, I believe God, so. That's crazy. That was another Nintendo Direct, I thought. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's the last one. So I. And then from sure. another thing from that I was actually surprised is that they're actually bringing the portals to the Switch. That's right. Portal 1 and That's Portal right. 2. It's been That's 15 years since Portal 1 has released. Dude, that's... 11 years since wow. 2. Wow. And I mean, I love those games. I mean, I love oh, they're those, great. The, yeah. the second one. Um, mm -hmm. the, the second one with the uh, multiplayer, the split screen, how it was different from yeah. the actual single player. Um, but, yeah. Those are, those wow. are just... Any I, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles fans in the room here? I've... I've tried, and I just can't. The game never got its teeth in me. I tried the Wii U version, whatever that was. I tried both, or one of the 3DS versions, and I don't even think I I think I ended up selling them or gave them to my brother. I could not get into those. I don't know why. I wanted to like them. Did you? Did you play them? I have never played them. I really uh, want to. I, yeah. I'm a weirdo in that I have to play the first game in a series. And Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 1 on the Wii is actually a somewhat expensive game, like $100 oh, plus. Dollars. Um, oh, but you get like 100 plus hours of gameplay out of it. And I suspect mm. I really would like it. It's yeah. intriguing to me, and especially with 3 announced, I'm now more inclined to dish out the money for the original and kind yeah, of work my that... way up to the third one. If Yeah, I was going to say, and it's harder to, uh, it's harder to get a... a we'll just say a, a special version on the Wii unless I, I mean I guess you could but a hundred bucks for a hundred hours of play seems fair to me yeah with the, how much you're getting out of it mm -hmm. I mean, if it was totally a yeah. 15 hour game or whatever yeah that's that's stretching it may be available yeah. on other platforms I'm not sure that I'm not sure so I never got too much Wii. into the Xenoblade the reason I bring that up is there was one and I it's confusing because there was one that was a a remake or a re... I forget what it is, but check the 3DS because I think there's two versions on there or something. There might be a remake or something, but it has a different name. I, I can't remember what it is, but yeah, check that, that first. Familiar. We'll do. There's yeah. also Fire Emblem Warriors that was announced. I've never played any of the Warriors, but... Um, oh, a second one? Yeah, Three Hopes for Warriors. Oh, no shit. Wow. I've never played Warriors. I only Fire Emblem I've ever played is Awakening on 3DS, which is excellent. I'd probably spend Dude, 50 hours on that. Three Houses is... I yeah, mean, that is... I have it. Oh, uh, so good. That yeah. I would... I actually... I have to reassess this, but that, for a long time, I said that was the best game on the Switch. Like, I wow. really, That's really cool. liked it. I know, That's I know. Big, it's uh, a label. I, I mean, and I remember I was listing off the reasons. Maybe I'll, I'll have to flush out all my thoughts on it, Ooh. but that game is so full-featured... I, it's very quirky like it's definitely a niche game it's not for everyone but it it is such a good 
full packaged game and it, on the switch being able to do the handheld because a lot of the battles and stuff it's it's really lends itself to the handheld as well as the big screen and i played so much of that and um, you guys what am i gonna do i'm playing yeah. all this lost ark and i'm missing out on See? all this nintendo stuff but yep dude it's enough time in the day i i know my, that's uh, hobby. i sit I said, I'm like, if I could just get a few more hours out of the day, that would be great. Well, you're the mm. one that has the full day right now, so. I mean, for <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Steve, at home. Yeah. But there's only 24 hours in it, Paul. That's the problem. And you have to get sleep, some sleep. That's, sleep I always said. Overrated. I, you know what? I try to say that, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead, but I just, you get so tired. It's, I, if yeah, I could. The older we get. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's worse. Our bodies are paid for. Okay. So without taking up, I feel like we could riff on the Nintendo for a while, but so I do want to definitely hit on the microtransactions because bringing us back to this Lost Ark is, is the theme here. Brought up the discussion again with microtransactions. So just giving a little bit of background here and setting the stage for talking about this is, as we know, you know, if we look historically back on video games and we'll just say additional content, so that could be downloadable content, aesthetic and game, we know that in the past that the ability to do that, um, you know, on PC games at least, was in the form of expansions. There wasn't, you know, the internet wasn't huge at the time, so you would down, you would, you would buy expansions to the game, and there were standalone additions to what you had, and it usually was at a lower price point. Uh, so when you're looking at games like Doom, you had additional chapters to fight, uh, fight through, uh, you know, built on the same engine. You look at games like um, Diablo, Lord of Destruction, as we know, and Hellfire for the first one, which is a whole other story in itself, which was a additional game content that you paid for. Then with the birth of the internet, obviously there was add-on and additional content, but with that, they started to add a price point. And, um, and so now you're paying for additional content post-release that's not necessarily a full-fledged expansion, but might be something that's aesthetic, an extra car, or uh, you know, a few more levels. And so this is now snowballed into uh, games that are free to play initially, and then there's elements of the game that you pay for. So we've seen that take in the form of games that are like Fortnite, for example, um, or you look at games like uh, the, the Battle Royale t type of game has now exploded into like Call of Duty, for example, War Warzone, it uh, goes on and on. And, and some games, they keep it aesthetic. So you only pay for aesthetics, which people like me and my brother, we're in it for the gameplay. We're like, that's fine. It's, you know, it's going to be gravy for me because I can play this game for free. This is fantastic. But now we're finding that they're working in ways to make or force you to pay so you can get to certain points in the game in a reasonable amount of time. And when I say that, I mean, you could either, because somebody did the math on it, and I forget what, I think it was Battlefront, right? If Correct me if I'm wrong, where they actually did the math or something where they were like, well, if you wanted to do, it wasn't free to play, but it was like additional content that you could buy. And they figured if you wanted to unlock everything without paying for it, it would be an astronomical amount of time, like just unobtainable. Or if you buy these loot boxes and you spend $200, you can then unlock everything with you know 100 hours of play. So uh, there lies the rub of where's the happy medium of uh, paying for additional content, and then you know you as a consumer, are you getting what you paid for? Does it feel stupid because you're just paying to get more rather than earning it? Um, 
So where does Lost Ark sit in that is going to be our jumping off point. All right. I've logged the most hours, clearly, mm -hmm. I think. And mm -hmm. So I'll start this off. At first, I thought it was a little too pay to win. But now I understand all the options that are on the store. And I understand what those options mean. Okay. I would say that it's only mildly pay to win. And by that, really the major thing that you can pay real money for that matters are is the Crystalline Aura. Crystalline Aura okay. last 30 days and has some pretty significant quality of life boosts and things that will make you progress through the game a little bit now, what's um, the what's the price point for that? It's in like US seventeen down? bucks. So think of it as like World of Warcraft's um, monthly I, subscription. It's like the same thing. Yeah, okay. that's it's, where it's, I it's was. Their monthly subscription. It's exactly what it is. Crystal yeah. Norm. If you want See, to take the game what, seriously, yeah. you, you, you do it. Well, that's where I was kind of going with it. What I was like, I like that because you have the ability to experience the full game. It's like they allow you into the world, and if you really dig it, the price point to me, based on MMOs of the past. A subscription model at 17 bucks a month, that's not bad. That's pretty much, that's the major yeah. thing. The other thing, you could buy things like plume, feather plumes that, you know, resurrect you right away. You get a bunch of them in-game. There are other ways to get them. I, that's mildly pay to win, I would say. But that's not like, hey, buy this epic, you know, helmet. You can't do that. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, you could buy something called Fion coins. Fion coins are like a ticket to entry into the auction house, but you don't use the coins to purchase the item. You use gold you generated in the game uh, to buy those things, but it's kind of like a like a entry ticket, say, you know, saying um, I'm eligible to to enter. But okay. that's um, again maybe mildly pay to win. So it's not hmm. full blown, you know, buy your gear straight up from the store with real money. It's There's yeah. basically a monthly subscription and a couple of perks that do improve your progression, though in a mild sense, and nothing that would pretty much put you on par with players putting in a lot of time simply. I like, I, I, it's like a hidden subscription fee, but it also, exactly what it is. yeah. But it gives you the opportunity, like to me, I think that it lowers the barrier to entry to get more people to play because the hesitation with a lot of people, I mean, I'm looking at myself as one consumer, I can't speak for everyone, but I feel that there's a hesitation, especially with those subscription models, is if you don't have a trial, let's say, because there's plenty of games that offer yep. free trials, but if you have it so it's so accessible that I can play this game without entering in any payment information, I can go, I can start this campaign. You know it's going to be low level and you're going to be just learning it anyways. Why can't I get away with the first month of just kind of grinding through it? And then I go, hey, I really like this game, this monthly subscription model. I'll be buffed up for a month. That sounds pretty good. That I, To me, I just yeah. think that's the right way to do it. And I would but. say Lost Ark, you get more than a demo for not paying the for the Crystalline. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You, you can definitely play this game pretty seriously and pretty in-depth without it. You're just losing a little bit of time and quality of life. But it's possible to play this game pretty much at its full without it. Whereas I think the World of Warcraft um, preview or whatever it was, it was only to like level 20 or something like that. Restricted one yeah. continent, no end game experience. It, it really was a trial. Yeah. Whereas yeah, well, I would say Lost Ark without Crystalline Aura is not a trial. 
I wouldn't count it as such. It's just a wow. slightly slower, slightly less convenient, uh, slightly more expensive in terms of your in-game silver um, way of playing the game. The full yeah. game. Because it doesn't buy you access to particular content. And those other MMOs, like, when they first came out, uh, because what, like you said, WoW is what, now level 20 or something? I think it that's used what to it was, be, 10 or it 20. was like seven days was the trial yeah and it was, it's like if you're not playing it 24 7 you're not going to be able to experience in those seven days seven days yeah um how everything is is gonna be so that's where lost ark sets itself apart from others where it's like you said it's free for everybody and you're just missing some end of life quality yeah. of life stuff yeah so that's, on the topic i, I like that Go ahead, go ahead, Steve. I was just gonna say, like, I'm on board with that. The way you described it, I think that's the way to do it. I think it's reasonable, and you know, they have to have some model for a free-to-play game to generate mm-hmm. income, keep that game going. That's not a game that you just create and let loose into the world. They have to have a non-stop team working on it to add more content. Oh yeah, and I think it's they're thinking long-term with that, which I find exciting. So yeah. I'm okay with it. I the one um, hopefully this isn't too much of a tangent, but getting to that point where you say they have to continue to add content, um, my concern with those games is as they add content, it eliminates those entry level players. So I'm curious to see what this game looks like as they add and develop content. If it's still as inviting to new gamers, we are I yet to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know that we don't know. They've done some really crafty things to build their community up to this point mm-hmm. they've been pretty uh clever with launch and the way they handled certain issues which could be a whole other discussion on a different episode um so we'll see how they how they approach that one but uh, that's that's yet to be seen right now i'm just happy that you know i'm in when it launched and i don't have that issue right now Whereas yeah. with World of Warcraft, I, I was on and off with that game over the course of a decade or more. And every time I've come back, it's like, well, I'm so much further behind and I know so yeah. little yep. and even less about this game than I used to. So yeah. I, I totally empathize with that concern. And who knows? I, I don't know what Lost Ark will do. But right now, we're good. It just launched a week ago. So now's the yeah. I can't. I still can't believe we got to Endgame. That's impressive in a week. Yeah, it's 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 doable. I'm also the kind of person that just goes pretty hard on these games early. I tend to spin my wheels out a little bit and then start playing other stuff, though. And I'm That's starting okay. to think that I'm really going to have to be deliberate about playing other games, because if I don't, I'll end up sinking a couple months into this, and then my backlog would just get more massive. And <laughs> this, ladies and gentlemen, is why my backlog is so bad. That's like something these. new and shiny comes out. That's and the then challenge. You want to go back mm. to that uh, backlog. All right, I'm going to start the backlog. And then you realize, mm-hmm. crap, this game is coming out next week. How am I going to get yeah. to do my backlog? That's first that world was, problems. But yeah. Real problems. That's, we can all relate to that. <laughs> so, I, so on the topic of microtransactions, the other uh, fear also is that the game, and I don't know how you guys feel about this as well, but... Sometimes the games themselves, uh, it's they feel kind of shallow. Like they feel like you're playing a slot machine, 
And so that's, which I think a lot of the mobile games are, right? Like you're playing a slot machine. So again, that's just another, I don't think it, it clearly doesn't apply to, to Lost Ark, but I can, I can surely imagine there'll be some imitators that will try to sell themselves as that type of game, which ultimately they just end up being a, like, like I said, like a, a slot machine for that, you know, they take a simple engine, simple play style, and then they drop some sort of pay model in it. So it's, I mean, it's very, uh, it's very interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I got excited with the Lost Ark, uh, just the, the game, just a free to play MMO, uh, action RPG was appealing to me. So I'm even more excited now, given that you gave your, yeah, you gave, you gave your review in there. I will definitely keep dropping in. I was worried that first day the launch kind of sucked, but it worked out for me because I obviously uh, wasn't able to play all day. So by yeah, the time I got on, launch, yeah. Launch yeah. Issues. there's yeah. been a bunch of games recently that have had for, uh, launch day issues. And I mean, you're dealing with Lost Ark and you're still dealing with like um, New World because I think Lost Ark is using Amazon servers. And Am- the, uh, New World had the same exact issue. Oh, yeah. There were okay. With New World, there were people... 24-hour queues to get into servers. Oh, oh, oh. The, it was the, the when I the population wow. server. It like you would queue in and you would be like 24,000 in Holy queue. crap. That was because they launched with so many so little servers. This this game did launch with a lot more servers, but they did run into that issue. And I mean, I've hit a queue time queue, but it's moved very fast. So I Oh yeah, started even, to learn yeah. from their mistakes and yeah, I would say that consensus is that this launch has definitely been more successful than New Worlds. It hasn't been without its issues. There have been queue times. There was a moment in time where servers were locked and they gave no notice as to whether people were going to enter it again. So my wife was not able to join me mm-hmm. for a couple of days on our server. And that was frustrating. But they inev- they eventually opened it up and everything worked out. So, so far, I'm quite happy with the launch. And it definitely sounds like consensus is that this is better than new world's launch i you know what it's better than a lot of new game launches that i've i'm thinking of that come to recent memory uh because it was resolved pretty quickly yeah it was also the the launch was delayed what it was what maybe down i think like 10 hours from when they originally were doing server updates or something maybe like six days or something the, the one thing I do have to comment on, though, too, when it was down, without having to go online and figure it out or see if you had a problem, the messaging in-game client let me know that their servers were down and that it wasn't it wasn't in a, a, oh, error 86 or something, and it also didn't crash the game. It was very clear. And then I went online to obviously figure out, you know, when they expect them to go back on. But that much I did appreciate because I think of, like, the... Was it the Diablo 3 launch? Maybe it was the Diablo. Yeah, that was awful. Because there was like... That was rough. And there was a game recently... I'm totally drawing a blank. Paul, you might remember which one it was. I think I took off work to play it, and it didn't work all day. And I can't remember... Was it Diablo? Maybe. We did the midnight release, my brother and I. We we went to GameStop or wherever we bought it. Yeah. Came back and literally just watched our... (laughs) The crash on a computer over and over again all night long. That was what? the night. There was a re- there's a more recent one though, and I cannot it might have been something on 
Oh, it couldn't have been Halo. Eh, it'll come to me when it, when we sign off. But, you know, maybe it was. Oh no, Horizon launched. Horizon had a successful launch, but the seasonal stuff was all messed oh, well, up in the online. Horizon had very server issues where you would join a convoy with your yeah. friends and you wouldn't see them or you drop and everything. Yeah. It launched fine. It was just the servers were complete utter and it's garbage yeah and it's not dependent like the game experience wasn't dependent on those yes. so it wasn't as bad but, but it, yeah online is half that game or more that's true um, too yeah um but going back on the microtransactions oh yeah um i think how lost ark is doing it is well i mean we all know how ea got in deep <laughs> crap with all their pay-to-win stuff with uh, Battlefront Destiny and, um, like, yeah, paying for expansions, yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, the other thing that's also, you gotta look at other games where your, your paying stuff is actually just for cosmetics. It doesn't affect the gameplay. It's just yeah, where you want to... Yeah, like Path of Exile is entirely like that. It's an example of a game that is entirely cosmetic some like quality of life improvements yeah. but nothing yep. that advances another game you. that comes to mind is like sea of thieves i play that all the time and it's all cosmetic yeah. so all your, okay your pistols are do I'm the okay same damage stuff. and everything so it's all cosmetic and that's nice to see and i mean you can pay for it if you want you don't need to it's how you want to do it and they've got season passes and everything and you get stuff on the regular season pass but if you want to get that extra cosmetic that makes you look awesome or whatever then you can pay for it true yeah and I, i'm okay with that stuff to an extent where i start to draw the line is where it's pretty clear that they're targeting children to buy this stuff and i think yeah. that um whatchamacallit uh, fortnite had a lot of backlash about that about mm -hmm. targeting their microtransactions and skins and customization options towards children which I think is a little shady. Um, yeah. But I have no problem with income earning adults spending their earned money on cosmetic items. If that's what they want to do with their money, hey, so be it. Yeah. Let it rip. Yeah. It's and all you know, dependent on the, the the following of the game. What? How many? How the games uh, are received? Because Fortnite, a lot of kids do play, and Sea of Thieves just going on that yes a lot of kids play but it's also a, a big game in the adult community so it's all dependent yeah. on who who your uh age group you're trying to go after with the game it is well, they also yeah go, go ahead justin no i i i think i'm just in agreement with what you're saying because i the i think it's also like the amount of hoops you have to draw through jump through to you know buy so uh you know in the beginning of i'd say the beginning of microtransactions on the mobile platform you saw plenty of headlines uh i don't know how that panned out you know in the greater greater you know sea of users but i did hear you know plenty of people where it's their kid accidentally bought this or that where they handed them the game and i think fortnite falls right into that category um with you know being able to do that i think it's uh that part of it sucks and i also think it just I, I don't know. I, I find the whole idea of buying aesthetics and games, I, I think it speaks to my age, just kind of blows my mind. I, do, I don't understand that concept at all. Like buying aesthetic things in game, I just, I don't, 
I don't get that. Like NFTs, which is another thing. I don't, I understand what they're trying to do. I just think the value's grossly inflated. I'll just say that much. And I feel that way with aesthetic items in game for your in-game characters. But that's the old person perspective. I used to think yeah. that way until I got deeper Started. into games like yeah. Path of Exile and now Lost Ark. And I have spent real life money on cosmetic items in these games. and I, I don't do it in games that I'm picking up and putting down. I'm doing it in games that is like yeah. a, a full-blown RPG, pretty I'm, immersive, like sink thousands of hours into sort of thing. Yeah, I think because, yeah, my category in my brain, I immediately go to the, again, I've used this term before, like popcorn shooters or popcorn shooters or like action flicks. Um, Because, yeah, there is some, I I see more value in the games that have the, uh, you know, the MMO where you establish a name for yourself and you're an individual in that world or you've you've put your stake in the ground with a certain amount of time to hit these accomplishments. I think there is a, to me, it, I can rationalize buying aesthetics there because I know if I look back at my game history, I'm trying to think of a game where I have spent on aesthetics only. And I might, I'd say Forza is probably the closest I've gotten because I've paid for the VIP pass, which essentially gives you extra XP and then you get your badge you get your vip badge and it was just as you described steve like it's a game that i've sunk hundreds of hours for a driving game hundreds of hours is a lot of time um but I, I was thinking like that's a game where i've done it because i'm so i'm i'm up to my neck in the community and i love game you know i love playing that game constantly and so i guess in yeah i guess it just it's more to whatever whatever floats your boat is the end of my story see and then you also get the uh microtransactions that I've noticed um, that it's oh you, you get this item we designed it for this cause like I'm not saying that oh this is exactly yes it. like just throwing out a yeah St. Jude or whatever this was designed and yeah part of your your transaction money is going towards a donation towards I've done that, that yeah that uh um charity whatever the or, cause is yeah yes I've done that. There's been, uh, actually, we did it with, uh, I think Children of Morta did something with that, actually, with, like, pet. They were giving to Humane Society or something. But, yeah, I've I've definitely done that, Paul. Now, I'm glad you reminded me of that scenario. Yeah, I've done that. Last thing uh, I wanted to bring up when it came to microtransactions mm-hmm. were uh, these deck-building games are pretty, pretty strongly oh, pay-to-win, yes. especially the competitive ones like Hearthstone and Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering. And uh-huh. that one, I have those types of games. I have spent money on packs, and I have mixed feelings about it. It's definitely pay to win, but so mm-hmm. is the paper version of Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, like, that, I was just to gonna say that. Yeah, play it. So it's a little of an in betweener to me um, of being a true pay to win game, but it, it it's definitely pay to win. Yeah. You can yeah. progress through those games by just collecting packs through the free route, but it would take you an exorbitant amount of time. Mm-hmm. Maybe most people don't have. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. There was a. I have to cite the article, but I maybe it was Hearthstone where they calculated it out. You know, because there are, you know, you can obviously figure out whatever the odds are for getting particular rarities and things like what the amount you would have to spend to keep up versus the amount of hours you'd have to pay. And I know it was estimations, but. Uh, but yeah, that's that's taken from the real world example of playing the game. I think where it gets tricky is that because it's not, 
a limited print number of cards, I think right, that's where you can't sell yeah. them on Craigslist and get your money back. Yep. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's that too. And I always found it difficult to keep track. I know they have nice like uh, representations in game, but I always found it difficult to keep track of the games that or the cards you do get. Like there's something that's very very different to me than being able to tangibly flip through the cards versus a virtual Rolodex of them. But yeah, I definitely, I know I've paid for Hearthstone card decks back when I was more into it. I haven't played it in a while. So same. Yeah. I never got into Hearthstone or any of those. It was when they came out, it was fun. I spent a lot of time playing that. Me too. I mean, I, yeah, I, got the I played it, we played it at lunch way. on, yeah, I was going to say, we played a lot at lunch at, at my office, too, and stuff. Um, it was fun. It was a it was a really fun card game. When it was, I like when it's a limited uh, deck that you're pulling from, uh, because it, I feel like, it, it again, it's like you force the ceiling, and you come up with creative ways to play. But that's, yeah. that's The reason I never got into him was didn't really have anybody around that was into the same thing. Mm. So it's that you in my eyes is more of a group where you want a bunch of people to get in that you know and everything yeah. so you can have that connection with people i had some good random battles online though if i remember correctly it was fun Me too. and then they lots of emotes back and forth oh yeah <laughs> yeah you had the emotes in there sometimes wow. you'd run the timer out yeah that was good god that's a good game so so that I was gonna say that probably should put a cap on our on our microtransaction discussion. So hopefully it was enjoyed. I think my final verdict with microtransaction is I think if you look at gaming as a whole, I think it's for the greater good for the for the gamer. I, I don't not that I don't care about it, the developers, but as a consumer of video games, I would say that the pay to win model, I think maybe the benefits ultimately will outweigh the, the cons. Because I think we're seeing, I, I think games like Lost Ark tell me that, yes, we're going in the right direction. I think there's some real stinkers out there that use it poorly. But I think at the end of the day, I think I will give it a thumbs up. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, it's hard for me to give a straight, definitive answer. thumbs up yeah. or thumbs down. I think it depends on how it's approached, if it's minimal to win and more so cosmetic i'm more for it whereas predatory models that game design built around the concept of people just spending more money i'm not in favor of that's a thumbs down for me it's um it's pretty nuanced and therefore i i don't think i can really give a true thumbs up thumbs down i i tend to lean towards thumbs down though when it comes that's fair to okay Okay. Yeah, I'm coming from Paul, the same same side as Steve. I mean, it's all dependent on how they uh, they they g approach it. I mean, if you develop a game and then your main thing is this is going to be pay to win right from the beginning, that no. I mean, if it's something that you want to sprinkle in along the road, yes. But it's if it's strictly you gotta pay after you have already possibly dealt out most of these games sometimes 40 50 60 sometimes up to a hundred dollars and then you got to spend another two hundred dollars on top of it just to be able to do yeah. anything that's i mean most people at least in this time right now don't have that type of money to throw around at a game nonetheless yes. like at a video game yes like, yeah and we so, could actually 
we could I was like we could tease another topic I was like we could talk about price points for games because I feel that there's a discussion to be had around that as well so what so your final so you match Steve though right yeah, you like I'm, I'm like middle like yeah. it's got to be okay. how they approach it I mean okay. cosmetics yeah I'm all for that and everything because I mean it doesn't change how the aspect of the game is but if Agreed. you're strictly going with oh you got to buy spend X amount in order to make the game enjoyable no, not. Yeah. A, I want to enjoy my time playing the games, and I don't want to have to deal, deal out another 100, 200, 300, however much, Oof. to be able to enjoy this game that yeah. I've already paid for. I'll, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, for me, it, it kind of boils down to does the game, was the game developed to bring in microtransaction money, or is the game developed? To be fun and therefore people are willing to spend money on cosmetic items and if if gaming goes the way of a lot of game developers just building games with the core model of making us hamsters on a wheel and just buying more stuff it could really stymie the creativity and quality of games yeah. that we could get so it's a slippery slope we'll see where it heads hmm. Well, very interesting. Well, there's a lot to talk about there, so I'm gonna put a put a fork in this. So I'm gonna quickly uh, quickly run through here. We've got a couple of new releases coming up, so I'm just gonna quickly run through these. You guys cut me off if you want to add a special comment here or there. So there's Steam Early Access. We've got Super Dungeon Maker, which I know nothing about. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 9, which I cannot believe that they're still cranking those out. God. So at the time of recording, this came out today. So that's on all platforms. King of Fighters 15, which takes me back a few years. Pro I mean, who knows? I don't know if those are good anymore. The one that does look good though, Total War or Total War Warhammer 3. Those were pretty good RTS games back in the day. Uh, we got Fluffy Fluffy Cubed coming out on all platforms. That comes out in a few days. Assassin's Creed Enzo Collection on the Switch. Nice another Switch port huge title horizon forbidden west on ps4 and ps5 once again proving that last gen's consoles are still around after a year of ps5 being out which is i mean i have my own thoughts about why this was released on the ps4 i think it's because the install base isn't as large as they expected but that's just my own personal opinion and then we've got destiny 2 the witch queen i lost track of where we're at with the dlc for this game I was a huge uh, player of this uh, back when it launched, so I'm not certain what that includes, but that comes out more towards uh, the end of this month. So that's our, our big lineup there. And then um, I was going to say just a you know quick, quick thanks to everyone coming out, and then as I mentioned, we'll continue to push ourselves out into social media as time goes on. You can harass us by recording. Uh, we'll be on Twitch. There's a couple of Twitch accounts here worth notes. I'll put these in the show notes, actually. If you go to rss.com to find our feed, uh, it'll be there in the, in, the, in the show notes. So Steve's under Steve the Ripper, all one word. And then Paul is on uh, Boasty PB. So that's B-O-S-T-I-P-B, all together. And then mine, I believe, is Random311. Not with a G, right? Yeah, so it's random with a U, which makes it difficult. <laughs> R-A-N-D-U-M-3-1-1. And I am unfortunately not streaming right now, but um, I will channel these guys into mine. So 
But I think until then, uh, we'll continue to pump out episodes coming out on the Saturday mornings. So keep an eye out, add it to your favorite app, whatever that may be. Uh, but the RSS stream, uh, if you go to rss.com, uh, that's where we're hosted. So that's probably the easiest to get the episodes for now. But thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. You guys have a good one.